I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Don't just give your love to a cowboy man. Give your love to a teddy man. How about that? What a way to finish off <laughs> round five of the NRL. We finally got there after a little bit of a coronavirus scare. Again, trying to keep Teddy off the park, but uh, we saw exactly what he's capable of tonight. That would have been a very tough watch if you're a non-owner. It just reminds me of Turbo back, what was it, two rounds ago against the dog. Same exact team. They are an absolute curse if you don't own their opponent fullback. A uh, bit of an unusual one here. Not only is it Monday night and we're doing it's not really a solo pod because I've got a very distraught, disgruntled uh, Wenin joining me. How are you, mate? Don't even talk to me. <laughs> oh, the words of a non-Teddy owner. That was brilliant. <sighs> He's got the record, mate. As of now, as of Monday night, 8.57pm, Teddy currently sits on 194, which I'm reliably informed by our good friend Wilfred, who also doesn't own him, that uh, that is most certainly the record. With updates with unicorn points, all the like, he's gone 200 plus, isn't he? I mean, apart from the joy of Wilfred still not getting um, Harry Grant's uh, forced dropout, the silver lining in this weekend is that you captain Turbo, so um, eat a dick. Uh, that's exactly right. I got the captaincy wrong. Uh, it's always bound to happen. Thought he'd go large against the Broncos, but uh, no, we just had to wait a little bit longer. Shown the faith. I think fair few people would have captained Teddy tonight, so good on them. Would have been a very tough wait, especially waking up and seeing that a, a game's been postponed. Uh, I can't recall that ever happening in my, my time watching rugby league like that. But, uh, yeah, nonetheless, he got out there in the end, and what a way to do it. Um, you just it's, – it's one fullback after the other, isn't it? You've got Ponga one week. Uh, you got Turbo. Can we talk about something different? <laughs> it's the Teddy show tonight. I'm sorry, brother. <laughs> Uh, we'll go through. Well, here we are on the solo pod, well, with Wenon. But uh, we'll go through the round as it was. We'll try and not talk too much about Teddy. I know that's probably stinging for a lot of listeners out there. Can we not talk about too much about the first game either? No, well, that's what we're going to launch into before I, uh, I'll quickly run through the rocker, flopper and shopper of the week as well as the uh, trade shopper, fail. Shopper, what? <laughs> the old shocker. Much prefer doing this on my own, mate. The rocker of the week, well, it was Luttrell. It was mighty Luttrell after one uh, hell of a game against the Titans there. We knew it's been coming for a while, but after tonight's performance, I think it goes without saying who that rocker of the week is. So well done, Teddy. Uh, Flopper of the week. This was a bit of a tough one, and it's no fault of his own, but um, poor old Kurt Capewell lasted about five minutes on the field. 
before succumbing to a lower leg injury, which looks to have him out for about 10 or more weeks. So horrible news for Capewell and any owners that jumped on board this week. And there were a lot. So uh, you're not alone if you suffered that pain there. But unfortunately, uh, he had strong competition from SN Masters, who had an absolute bludger for my own side. But Kurt Capewell, just sheer numbers of people bringing him in that's that's a tough tough break and shocker of the week so the player who just surprised us all well anthony milford hit a 69 that's a bit of a shock there uh but i think none other than cody nicarima ex-bronco just toweling up the cowboys there he was having an absolute day out uh i don't know how we managed to do it but we make these mediocre sort of players look like absolute guns sometimes the bloody old cowboys but uh yeah rocker flopper shopper shocker of the week and trade fail. I don't know who this was, but some bloke has traded out uh, Latrell Mitchell for, who was it? Albert Hopperwadi from Manly. So not only, he's not even playing. You've traded out Latrell Mitchell on the rise. Price has definitely dropped and you're bringing in Albert. That wasn't you by chance, was it, mate? No, I just thought we should. We didn't really start the podcast with a moment of silence for Joe Fitzgerald. <laughs> What's he done now? He uh, supports the dogs and didn't have Teddy. Well, they did better than you guys did. So what was it 59 nil? It was 42 or to 6 or something this round. So, yeah, I'm just, on trying to deflect the, just trying to deflect the pain in other directions in mind, mate. Roost is well and truly on the slide. So, uh, no, any Latrell to Albert Hopawati, I don't know, a bit of a head scratcher there. Fair few traded out Teddy as well, but we won't go there. Uh, let's start with the round wrap. So your boys, the Broncos against Manly. So they started off so well, 18-0, uh, just couldn't hang on. A couple of controversial calls in there and he fell 20-18. to 18. Uh, Moral of the story seems to be just Captain Payne Haas when he's on a Thursday, Friday night game. He's just a lock every week, it seems. For these yeah, unless plus. you got Teddy playing the Bulldogs, it's a good call. You never know. You never know. Uh, but yeah, Payne Haas, 80 minutes this week after a little bit of a break last week. So good uptick for him there. And, but that could be the last week that it happens as well, right? So you've start, you've got Glenn and TPJ both coming to the side, I think, this round. So um, that automatic uh, captain selection, um, yeah, the 80 minutes, I'm not sure if we'll see that again. Yep, fair call. I got the cavalry returning. Unfortunately, lost Tony Staggs. You were there to watch that actually happen. That would have been chaos at Broncos training yesterday. It was a bit surreal, mate. He um, actually the the ones looked like they were getting towed up by the seconds, which um, which wasn't good. But then Katoni um, uh, just broke the defence, ran about fifty metres, and then pulled up really quickly with a hamstring injury, and um, kind of went ahead. But I was like, oh, he's just joking around. But then. Mm-hmm got um, immediately taken off the field by two two trainers. So, um, yeah, it was, it was bad news. But he looks like he's going to miss, what, about four to six weeks, I think. Yep. Break even of 18 heading into this week, and he managed to 55. Looked a little dangerous out there, so it's a bit of a shame, but I guess an easy call now to, to move him on and bank that cash. For the few boys, Tony Milford, we mentioned at the start of the pod, 69, well, like, uh, that, that sort of came out of nowhere there in a, in a tough old grinding game. Is he back? Well, he's got. This is the time. So the next month is if you are looking to own him, which I am going to, because I'm um, just dead set fucked. I need something to help me out here, and um, I think I'm going to be relying on the Sharks and Broncos over the next couple of weeks. But um, yeah, they've got to pass this round. I think um, the, the Broncos play the Titans, Bulldogs, and Warriors. So if they can't win the next three of the four, next four, then um, they're, they're no way, no chance of making the finals. Yeah, if they call the correct answer to is Anthony Milford go is no. But uh, moving on, Darius Boyd sixty, well done, Darbs. Uh, one that caught my eye. best game in a couple of years, I think, <laughs> old Darbs. Yeah, well, there you go. Bit of a pod option there for you. Uh, Xavier Coates caught my eye for the Broncos. They just 
pretty much decided after the first set it worked. They'll kick to him the whole game. It stopped working yep. after a while, but um, no, it's a big unit. He big is. Boy. Got the old GI um, comparison, which always seems to happen with these young guys. But second game was this week, so he'll be uh, due for a price rise next week. So is he one year iron off? Yeah, potentially. 200K, I think he is. Mm. So um, one to look. But um, I'll definitely bring in um, your, your new gun, which we're going to talk through in uh, the next game. It uh, just depends Depends if I can fit him in. I need to bring some guns into my side. But uh, he's he looks better than uh, Talao, who... Um, failed to really produce much mm, of a quiet old one for him uh, the only other one paddy carrigan does what he always does 66 in about that many minutes so um yeah he might be another one that regresses over the coming weeks with that forward pack returning back to full strength but we'll uh yeah happily play him for now based on that output for the manly side tommy turbo he was a popular captaincy choice for the old thursday night game so i went him uh, a couple of contentious calls that went his way in the end so he had a couple of a couple of, uh, well, yeah, it's not lockout yet. A couple of uh, handy little tri-sits involvements, I guess you'd call them, but they've fallen his way as they seem to be doing for fullbacks this year. So saw him to a 72, which on any other week you're sort of happy with. Uh, when you look back and watch what the other fullback did, you're a little uh, disappointed. But anyway, you, you can live with that. So he was good. Gerbo, 67. Again, he's just... It's- Two weeks in a row, though, he's, he's gone over 65 and um, at that price range, it's, it's good signs, I think. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I know he's got the name and he's got the pedigree, but I just haven't seen enough yet, given some of that second row competition he has this year. So he's got a way to go. Uh, who else? Yeah. Adam Fanua Blake was, was surprisingly involved. So Marty Tabau went off in the first sort of 10 minutes or so with a, a finger injury and AFB. Knuckle, I think. Yeah, I think he's, he's right for this week. But, yeah, AFB took up the reins there and got more involved than he has been all year. So he was very dangerous. 83 break even, so he'll lose money this week with a 59. But he can get a bit more minutes in that rotation. We know what a gun he was last year. So interesting to see what happens with him there. Uh, no one else really caught my for the manly side. So I guess we'll move on to, well, 6 p.m. Friday games. I couldn't gloat at the Broncos' misfortune for too long, mate. It was a a tough old watch, this one. First went around Brisbane uh, City trying to find a pub to watch this thing in. Uh, I got to about 6 o'clock or so. We got kicked out or moved on from every establishment because we don't have a booking. And I had to sit on, watch this one on a cracked screen on a bus, lonely old cold trip home. And saw the Warriors absolutely towel up. So great news for them and their fans. They put on a show against the hapless Cowboys. Biggest story, I guess, coming out of this one is Val Holmes' injury. Tried to play on. Couldn't do too much with that ankle, but scored a try out wide to salvage uh, some sort of score. 38 in the end for anyone that still owns him. Uh, so he looks like he's out for the next couple of weeks. Similarly for Jordan McLean. Uh, Tamalola was pretty good for us. That came back. Uh, they directed all the traffic at him through the middle. So he made about 50 tackles, which completely nullified his running game. Uh, still got an 86 given that involvement. But, yeah, Lolo didn't look like the Lolo of old, but you'll bank that. It's uh, probably enough said about us. Drink water was awful. Oh, no, no, we, we can't go past the, the new fullback, <laughs> mate. HTF, you've got to be pretty impressed with that. He's uh, the mm. cheater. Is that, is that what he's known as? That's he, it. Um, Will, will he take over as fullback now, do you think? That's the plan, I believe. So he'll, um, he slotted in there, I think all of, through his juniors and even a bit of reserves last year. That was primarily where he played. So he looked at home completely there. He's just an absolute gun. Uh, so tough introduction, but he, yeah, 
took it with both hands, a couple of tries for him, 66. So I'm jumping early this week just to trade out stags and banks and cash. But, um, yeah, fullback this week, so plenty more attacking opportunities to come his way. So the, the only issue, we, we'll probably jump to the the Warriors now and talk through Cody Nicarima, uh, 420K. <laughs> um, that's pretty attractive, isn't it? And he's got the goal kicking now, which makes him um, quite attractive. The uh, break even at 20, so he's probably going to go up. Um, by about 45k, I'd say, around about that. Um, but yeah, just looking at the, the Warriors' upcoming draw, what they've got Souths, Melbourne, Broncos, and Titans, and the Sharks. So uh, it's not a bad time to be taking a punt on Cody. I think uh, you're going to get him. He's not going to be any cheaper than what he is now, and um, the Warriors look pretty good. So that outside of Melbourne, that's a pretty easy run. Mm. I mean, it's not the worst, but Cody's just such a tough buy with the way that they seem to shuffle that side around, CHT floating there. Like you saw last week before this, he got a 28 against Penrith in 80 minutes. So great day out and he won't see. He won't not the week ball. before though, so. Mm. Yeah, that's it. He's got the ceiling. Uh, but yeah, brave move to bring him in. I guess there's not much doing in that 5-8 spot though, I've got to say, uh, outside of guy like him, SJ. Him a milk for SJ. <laughs> Please. But yeah, Cody, a very much a pod play. In that uh, that five eight halfback spot, uh, Peter Hiku as well. One hundred and four. I don't know where that came from. He uh, gave us a very easy try and somehow scored three of his own. So yeah, classic Cowboys. But the big one, Eli Katoa, eighty. So bounced back from a pretty poor score last week and played about. I think he played the eighty minutes this week. Got through a hell of a lot of work and looked real dangerous on that line there. And that seems to be the way that they're going to direct their traffic going forward. So Eli, eighty points. You got to be happy with that. I didn't play him. Did you play him? Uh, I did. Yeah. Oh, well done. I picked uh, JTB as his partner in the front, in the forwards there. I think JTB ended up with 49. Uh, so, again, pretty low minutes for him. He's got a pretty high work rate, so you can't be too disappointed with that. But, yeah, Ellie was the one you wanted to jump on this week. Torhu, Torhu still in the middle. So I thought uh, with Adam Blair coming back, he'd move out from that spot there, but still stuck around in the middle, made some tackles, 65. Again, no attacking stats for him. They might be coming, but uh, so far it's all Ellie. Uh, who else? We got RTS falling away big time, forty nine points, and he's just absolutely yeah, one hundred and fifteen k. He's lost in price since the start of the year. The ninety break even. He's just uh, bottoming out. So I mean, it's a fullback merry go round for this rocker of the week. Maybe it's his turn uh, next week. But yeah, RTS, you're basically out the door. My boy Wade Egan, nice forty points there. Well done, Wade. Uh, yeah, it's probably in for the old, the old Warriors. Well done to them and their fans. Glad, like, I'm glad it was them that towed us up. Friday night, big game, Panthers and the Eels. So the Western Derby lived up to expectations, but it was a bit of a grinding affair in the end. So Penrith and Eels seemed to go toe-for-toe until the Eels kicked away, and it was none other than Wonga Blake that did a lot of the damage in that back end. You're an ex-owner. How did you feel? Uh, move along. <laughs> 88 points for him and a massive fan. Hey, just add it to the list. Just add it to the list. Uh, it's super coach, mate. It's all good. Uh, the big scoring, Ryan Madison, 94. Try for kick in the second half, so that boosted it. Mm. But he just loves an offload. He loves running through. Loves a try, mate. Mm, that's it. He's, a, he's an attack, attacking stat machine. So even that, that running game was pretty handy. He's got 28 hit-up points this week, which is pretty good for an edge forward. Um, so, yeah, he looks like he's pretty peaked in price at the moment about he'll be nearly 700k so uh yeah be a very interesting way to try and fit him in but at least katoni stags and that sort of thing are giving you options nathan brown made his return so from suspension 69 well uh he was pretty good i liked him watching him go around uh that 
they just missed his aggression, I think, the last couple of weeks. So Nathan Brown, falling away in relevance a bit there, but a handy score coming back from him. Mitch Moses got outpoint, well, outpointed uh, his rival Nathan Cleary, but it, yeah, it was very slow going for the both of them. So Moses 55 to Cleary's 39. So Moses had a couple of involvements at the end there, fair few goals, but yeah, just not kicking on as I thought he would. Uh, who's your halfback at the moment? I got Moses. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're keeping him around because you know what he can do, but I'd like to see him. He's a bit of a flat track bully, so hoping he gets a Titans or a Dragons in his sights soon enough. Uh, who else we got? Dylan Brown, 49. I think he uh, was robbed of a line break. Wilf kept reminding everyone <laughs> while the live scoring was happening and got that back. 49, not too bad from him. Uh, but, yeah, that's probably it for, for Para. They're just, yeah, they look on the up this year. So the fans are booking grand final tickets for sure. Uh, for the pennies, Josh Mansell scored a try and only got 59. So his problem to start the year was that he was going large but just wasn't getting across the line. This week he's scored again and still only hit a 59. So probably just says more about the game and how it was played yeah. in the middle. A lot about the opposition, I think. Mm. So, I mean, you're, you're happy with that anyway as a Mansell owner if you've gone in. He's still 540k. So he was 540k. So was achievable this week but seems to be on the rise. Jerome Luai, 51. You're happy with that. He's making cash. Good on him. Billy Kickout, 44. He's, he's fallen away a little bit, as well as JFH. They had quite large games uh, recently, but it just slid a little there. It might just be the game, so I wouldn't worry too much if you own either of them. And finally, Appy Coruscant, 63 points, so a couple of handy upgrades for him. I'm pretty happy with that. I know you're looking elsewhere, but 50 tackles, no misses. Uh, no, I'll be sticking sticking with him now. There's too many other issues in last yeah. one, unfortunately. Fair call. I mean, um, that's basically what Damien Cook got this week who we'll get to. But, yeah, 63 from Appy. You've got to be happy with that. Uh, yep. I think, um, yeah, just a, another one for me is obviously Isaiah Yo, uh, 52 tackles. And um, what I think he had, uh, just looking at it, what, eight, uh, 12 runs or 13 runs as well. So just another cracking base performance. And with, um, you know, with Capewell dropping out, as what you said, probably going to have mm-hmm. Liam Martin coming onto that edge. And, and um, you think that Yo just continues to play 80 minutes at lock. So he, he just looks like a must-have for the centre wing if he already didn't um, and still uh, appears uh, to have some value at 543k. Hmm. Yeah, that's it. He's definitely not out of range. You can see him clearing that 600k mark quite easily given what he's done. Uh, Saturday's first game, 3pm game, Souths and the Titans. I had no one in this one, so it was a bit of a tough watch. Uh, bigger story, Latrell Mitchell finally kicking on in that full-back role. So 112 points. First try uh, of the game for him with a little bobbling effort that he regathered and then three tries just to close out. So it was the Titans and, you know, he's still not running a great deal with just, what is it, nine runs all up, which which isn't a huge output for a fullback. But he's available at centre wing. Uh, looks to have a very soft run coming up. Is he a guy that you're trying to break your side to bring in? Oh, I don't think I'd break him, but... Um... Uh, broke my side to get in. So he had a break even of 60 this week, scored um, 100. So he'll go up about 20 to 30K. Um, still very affordable now at, um, what's he, 520K. So it's still very affordable. So that's a pretty easy trade from Stags if you want to mm. do it. Um, so who are they, what have they got coming up ahead now? Just having a look at their upcoming fixture a little bit. Uh, so what you've got, New Zealand, Penrith, Bulldogs, um, next three weeks. So two, two out of three are pretty good. Yeah, I mean, he's got a 30 in him, though. I can just see it coming out. So, I mean, he is chasing a little bit of points, but he yeah, does have the draw for it and looks settled. So, 
Happy Latrell looks like a well super coach or highly super coach outputted Mitchell. Uh, Cody Walker, he's another one I've had my eye on, made his first game back since his karate kick. So 70 points for him. Handy upgrade as well. One try involvement, but it was his running game that did a lot of damage. Uh, five. We've got eight hit-ups there. Line break, line break assist, force dropout, five tackle busts, standard Cody. Um, again, just the Titans, and we'll need to have a look at him over the coming weeks. But uh, he's got a good, as we said, a good run, but he's 600K, so... Uh, tough to bring him in off of that one game. Damien Cook falling away big time this year, 66 points against the Titans. He he looks dangerous out there, but it just doesn't translate to points. So I fed um, Latrell for that first try, but after that, just yeah, he's, he's running a little bit more, but just haven't seen him break a game open like we have before. What do you reckon is the, the go there? Well, I'll just have a look at his stats. So it's seven runs. It's nothing compared to what he's previously done and only the one line break assist. No line breaks, no tackle breaks. That's where he's losing the points. And 32 tackles against um, the Titans is probably not unexpected given what I'm sure the um, percentage of play was. And he obviously had that tri-assist quite early on. So when he got that early, I think that was to Mitchell. I thought, um, here we go. But, um, yeah, 66 against the Titans. You've got to be pretty disappointed. I was... Um, I think what you were talking about before, I was flirting with uh, a move of Appy to, to Cook and um, look, they've basically produced the same amount of points. So I would have been pretty disappointed if I had done that. Yep, speaking of disappointing, Cam Murray, 55, as well as Jai Arrow, 54. So popular options at the second row there. Uh, Jai Arrow, in his case, he went off very early, uh, looked quite dusty. I forget what it was, uh, leg injury perhaps, and didn't look good. Oh, sorry, his ribs, rib complaint. He went off up the tunnel. He thought his afternoon's over, but he came back on in the second half. All he did, though, was hang out at centre. So that was horrible, given Dale Copley yeah, went Copley, off. Yeah, Copley going off it. No yeah. choice, really. But I think what I will point out with him, and I am an owner, so I have a bit of an invested interest. And unfortunately, there's just too many other issues on my side. I have to keep him at the moment. But um, he had a negative five from his tackle. So if he had that on, he's close, close to that 60 again. Um, so he's, I still feel that he's really close for a massive score, like a hundred plus. Um, mm. that's just around the corner, I think. No, trade him out. Like you can't carry that guy with his minutes and his injury history. He's just too much of a risk at this stage for 580k. You can be affording, you know, a Matto, a McInnes, who we'll talk about. Um, just so many options if, there at this stage. If if he's your the the least of your um your concern, mate, then you're you're traveling pretty nicely. What we're we're talking about. Stags as a must sell this week. He, people have got drink water. People have got Papenius and uh, Papenius as well. Like, there's lots of other players that need to get the boot before um, before Arrow. I think. Mm, okay, cool. Uh, Liam Knight, forty four. Jaden Sewer, forty three. If they're still on your side, you're not doing it right. Get rid of them. It's uh, probably it for the bunnies for the Titans. Fodawaka was probably the one people had their eye on this week. So he's had a lot more involvement starting. Uh, in the prop rotation. A couple of good scores over the last couple of weeks, 87, 67, fell away a little bit here, uh, 57. So still liked his involvement. He still looks dangerous and looks like he wants to run the ball. So that's good enough to see. 467, 69K he was this week. With a break-even of nine, he'll go up near that 500K mark. But, yeah, I mean, he's not going to pull out massive attacking stats every game like he has been. So might just be nearing peak, so be wary of that trade in there. Uh, who else? Yeah, well, something else. Uh, one, one, yeah, one player that I will mention and um, someone that um, is, uh, well, he's pretty much the joke of our podcast, but best, best, 
Best game that Bryce Cartwright's playing for the Titans, I think. Um, and what he scored, uh, 55 points and looked really dangerous in that second half. And it was kind of the Cardi that we remember from the Panthers. Mm. Um, so priced, uh, I'm not going to go bring him in. I'm not recommending that people do, but, um, he's 386k now, 60. If he's playing, um, 80 minutes on the edge and can, you know, produce what he did in that second half, then, you know, he's, he, that's a super coach weapon that we have. So not one to, to bring in, but someone just to monitor, I'd say. Sounds like a Cardi party in a few weeks and your season's in further tatters, mate. Can't wait. Well, I've got nothing else to do, mate, so. <laughs> Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Friday, 5.30 p.m. game. Uh, Storm getting the job done over Lakey's Knights. So Knights came back in this Friday, 5.30 game? What are you talking about? Saturday? Oh, I'm just too high off the, uh, the teddy train. S- Saturday night. Mate. No one needs a fact checker on their solo pod, mate. This will be the first and last time. Uh, big one for Cam Smith, 115 points. So he's wound back the clock. His hairline's going like it is for all of us, but he just seems to be like a fine wine getting better with age. So we thought it would be the likes of Damien Cook that benefited the most from the speed of play, but Cam Smith is just on another level, it seems, when he's out there. He just controls the speed of the game. He does. He's involved in just about everything the Storm do. He got the reward here. Yeah, so he'd be priced close to 700K this week in 13% of teams, which is a little bit more than what I thought. Um, mm. But, yeah, he, he's he's he uh, is probably out of the Teddies and Turbos and Pongers and um, McGuinness and, um, McGuinness and, uh, and Madison. He's probably falls down the list a little bit, I'd say, just because a lot of people have Appy and, and Grant and probably happy with that, comb- that combination for the moment. Mm, definitely a luxury trade, that one. Uh, Pappenhausen on the other end of the scale, though. Uh, I sold him this week to Teddy. Uh, so Teddy came out last week and back in, which worked out quite well. Pappenhausen, 35. Very few involvements during the game. Just hasn't kicked on as we thought he would. And he looms pretty much a must-sell at this stage, given what we're seeing from some of the other fullbacks in the game. So he's going to drop a bit of cash as well this week, which is unfortunate. Yeah, very, very frustrating for me. Um, so I was lining up the the Papanusen to Ponga trade this week. And I, I think my calc saw that if Ponga scored around about 60 and Pap scored around about 60, I was going to be scraping in to be able to do it. Um but I think I'm going to fall short, which is very frustrating. So looks like I'll be forced just to hold on to him for a while and um, hope that he goes big. Um, looking at what he's got ahead, I don't think it's that pretty up until – I know it's, well, they play the Panthers and then they've got uh, the Warriors, but then they've got a, a shocking two weeks against the Roosters and the Raiders. So 
Um, you've got to get rid of him before that that um, stretch then. But um, round 10, 11, Titans and the Broncos. So it could turn. Mm. He is due with a capital D. So anyway, if you do have to hold on to him, you never know. Uh, who else we got? Cam Munster was a bit yeah, middling again, 48 points. We know he can do that. And he's been on the bubble a little bit and had a good couple of weeks with his running game. But this week fell back a little uh, when it was all going through Cam Smith. So 48 points, nothing much there doing. One guy I want to shout out, Tino Fasu Malawi. In my, uh... Ooh, well done. <laughs> there you go. There you oh, go. God. Well, we shouldn't probably talk too much about those pronunciations. Yeah, but I was we are... say, there's no Aaron Molan in that. We're, we're, we're very respectful on this show. We, um, um, we're definitely not doing anything wrong. We just um, we can't can't say it. Um, well, we tried, right? We, we've given I know, it a go. You, you've, done a, you've done a fantastic job then, and um, otherwise we'll just have to shorten the names, and I think that's a bit more disrespectful other than trying mm. to give it, give it a genuine crack. So well done. Thank you very much. So well done as well to Tino for crossing the line. So courtesy of Cam Smith Ball. Tino F, uh, 76 points. So he just, I swear the Storm have one of these forwards every year that start off the bench. I think Nelson was one year, um, was it Kamikamitha last year, and now Tino that find their way across the line and bank some cash. One player just that I want to call out briefly is Branko Lee. So he's played his second game now for the Storm. I think he actually played quite well. There's some big raps on him in the in the match report. So it looks like that he'll um, hold on to his spot. Um, he will go up in price this week, not by too much, break even 36. But if he does hold that spot, he's priced around 300K um, and playing in the centre for the Storm. That's not a bad one to, to look at as potential pod. No, not much competition there either, so he could hold that one down unless he does something Branko-y over the coming weeks. So, no, good for him. For the Knights, not much doing there. Kalen Ponga had a very quiet first half. I think he was on maybe five or ten points or something like that. Um, I've gone down. had worked its way, mate. <laughs> it was looking good. We bannered him. Uh, went out to get some beers, came back, and he was on about 60. So, yeah, never, never walk away from that one, but well done to Ponga. Tough opposition. Set up Brabham for the try, I think. He did. Uh, that's all we needed him to do. So Bradman best as well. Probably most popular trade in ever in a, in a normal regular season game. So Bradman best, 59 points. You've got to be happy with that. I think everyone would have stuck him in their side. So well done to him. I think I looked up. Did someone trade him out this week? They did. One person traded him to a guy we spoke about, Hamaso. So the hammer. So I'm not sure why you're doing that trade. It's a bit unusual, but uh, obviously liked hammer time this week. Uh, who else have we got? Not much else doing there for the Knights. Dave Clemmer, 38 points. Miss That's huge. That's yeah, big, wow. yeah. He's been... Uh, that is, that's very, very big. He's been... So I don't know if he played um, reduced minutes there, but just having a look at what at he 50. did. Um, at 50, I think. 50 minutes. So what did he get through in work? So four missed tackles, which doesn't help, but just he's... His hit-ups, um, I'd love to go back and see what he's averaging in that, but I think he what he had, 10 hit-ups, which mm. seemed very, very low for him. And then he only got through, um, when you pull together the missed tackles, he had about 23 tackles all up. So that's that's quite poor from him. Yeah, I was breaking him as proper of the year, I think, on the last pot I had with Benny G. So that set me back a bit in terms of averages. So, yeah, he'll, he'll come back to the pack a little, which I like. Interesting to see down the track if he can move up from that 50-minute mark. But, yeah, it's a bit of a – it's been lowest score in quite some time. 
So it must have just been the game. Kurt Mann was, uh, yeah, didn't think he'd make it out there with that injury copped last week, but did manage his way onto the park, set up a try, 71 points. Yeah, more than happy with that against the Storm if you're still holding him in your centre wing. So well done, any Kurt Mann owners there. Probably it for that one there. Moving on to the final game of Saturday night. Saturday night. 14-6, to Canberra over the Tigers, who were gallant, but just got outclassed on the night there. Canberra, if you look across the park there, no one really stood out for them. So Jack Whiten was their top scorer with 64. Uh, Joe Tarpanay had a good game, 61 points from him. He's been... Solid again. Uh, yeah, solid. He's he started the year off, what, 350-odd K. He's made 71K prior to this week, break even a 14. He's... On the rise, still getting 80 minutes with Bateman out and loves throwing an offload, so attacking stats are there. You didn't start with him this year, did you? No, no, I didn't. I was um, scared off a little bit, so I think I, I went with um, just another dud, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, that's about right. Yes. Which team? Should have done that would have been pretty way. handy. He's a nice one to be our slot into 17 at the moment. Hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, George Williams, 55 points, so... Got a late tri-assist there with a grabber through. Um, looked handy enough out there. 55 is with just one tri-assist is, is nice. couple of force dropouts there. He just keeps on keeping on. So, well done if you got George Williams there. Break even a negative four this week, so he will make some cash. Uh, who else have we got? Jordan Rapana, 32 points. He started the game in favour of Simo, so he hasn't quite re- hasn't really uh, found his way back into that side. Handily enough, he's going to lose some cash this week, but maybe down the line we'll see the Rapana of old. Uh, Tigers, Alex Twile, 78. So he played the 80 again right through the middle there. It's just involved in every single tackle. 61 tackles. Mm. 62 and a miss. That is a sum strike rate from him. So still making cash too. He's break-even at 63 at 540K this week. So he's going upwards. Uh, available at front row. It'd be good to have that Haas-Twile combination locked in. Um, going to need to work towards that over the coming weeks, but hopefully Twile can't, doesn't go too highly. Running game, not that great. 10 hit-ups, or is it 14 hit-ups, uh, nine of them below eight metres, so a little bit ineffective there, but you're getting him for the base, the tackling. Uh, so well done. Any owners there? Uh whew. North Loom at 49. That's, that's not huge from him. Tougher opposition this week. Um, so still got six busts. I think his running game is on point at line break. Uh, 28 hit-up points. So just didn't get the try or the try assist this week, which which brought him back a little. Same with Mansour, I guess. Uh, they didn't really kick on too much this week. But, again, he just looks so dangerous. It's a tough watch as a non-owner. Um, but given that price rise, you got to – so I guess suck it up until he gets back to normalish sort of price, don't you? Yeah. Well, I've got him, so... Um, oh, there you go. Get rid of him. Bank the price. Bit, bit disappointing. I think he got one disallowed try, so it's pretty easily... Well, pretty close that that could have been a, another 90-point uh, performance. So um, disappointing there. But uh, what is priced, he'll be... So what's the, the break-even this week? Uh, 46. So he'll pretty much flatten out. So it uh, might be time to, to move him on. Yeah, it's a very handy bit of cash there. Uh, the other one for the Tigers, so another big trade in. Harry Grant, 48 points. So had a bit of a downgrade post game this one. 52 tackles, five misses. Uh, he looked, he's such a small guy, and the Raiders just charged at him all night. He looked, I don't know whether it was gassed or maybe even slightly 
injured. Um, but yeah, didn't have the running game we've seen over the last couple of weeks. So that probably explains the score. But um, again, 80 minutes this week uh, with old mate Billy Walters dropping off the bench. So it's kind of what you want to see. Um, but yeah, is he a week to week play still? Yeah, well, I think until you start to um, really fill out that 17, you've just got to play him. I mean, um, particularly for me, we've got injuries all over the place. Just going back to that NOFO call, that was horrible, JT, because he comes up against the uh, your boys, the Cowboys, next week and then the Bulldogs straight after that. So, um, yeah, I'll be holding on to him and hopefully that he can turn up one of those two weeks. Beware the sides that have just gotten flogged by the Warriors, mate. We will be bouncing back big time. Uh, the Leilua brothers plods 44 for Lucy and 42 for BJ. So Lucy picked up an injury late in the game. I believe it was his ankle. Could be right to go this week against the Cowboys uh, if he wants to be yes, part of that, him. If he wants to be part of that bloodbath. But um, yeah, he's not really going anywhere at this stage. Had a 62 break even leading into this week. Did Lucy? So he'll drop some cash. Looks trade out. Uh, BJ, yeah, get rid of him. Zane Musgrove got a reprieve named in the starting side, but just hit 35. But good enough for a slight cash rise from him. Uh, no one else really for the Tigers. My app's just conked no. out. Now, let's move along to the Dragons versus the Sharks, mate. So let's um, – can't really go anywhere um, away from this game without talking about McInnes, who um, – he was travelling on quite slowly at half time. I can't remember what he was on, but I was quite happy uh, as a non-owner. And then he just jinked his way over for a try in the second half um, and just got through a, a heap of work again, having a look now. So 45 tackles uh, he got and then uh, – uh, line break and the runs that are there this year, which um, haven't been there previously because he's playing in that um, that lock role now. And with Hunt impressing at hooker, um, I think that what that's going to mean is that McInnes is going to spend more time at lock, which just makes him more of a must-have for me. He's going to be playing in the middle, uh, but, uh, yeah, getting through runs, which have kind of separated him in the past from being a, uh, you know, an absolute premium, I'd say, and uh, looks pretty hard and it has that flexibility this year as well as hooker in second row which could come in handy um so he's number one for me despite coming second to dufty who um i mean as a um just an uh, observer um it, it scratches the head beggars belief a little bit as to why dufty hasn't been there the whole year at fullback he um he just looks super um i don't know if you're if you he's the one player from the, the Dragons that if you're sitting in opposition, you're probably a bit scared of. He's just super mm. quick and seems to make something. So there's something there that is the reason why he hasn't been selected. But you'd, um, if you're a betting man, you'd say that he's probably got that, that number one spot locked up now, up now for a little bit. Otherwise, Mary could be uh, on his way out. I don't know if it's off-field stuff with him, but he seems to just be the scapegoat every time Dragons have a slump, which is quite often these days. But, yeah, he just looked like the spark they've desperately needed when he was back there on Sunday. So he's surely sewn that spot up for a couple of weeks to come at least until they're, yeah, who knows. But, um, yeah, only available at fullback though, so he's not a super coach option this year. But, um, yeah, good enough for the Dragons. Well done to them. Uh, well, I think just – sorry, just before we uh, we move off, Dufty, if – 363k, um, 120 um, points. So he's going to go well, yeah, break even of 14. So he's going to go up. So what was his? Uh, and I'll explain why. Just talking about this really briefly. So he's got a 47, and then he'll have, have, have the 120 in his rolling average. Um, comes up against the Titans this week. So 
if you're a Papanusan owner and you're looking for a quick um, cash grab, um, not the worst option, I don't think, for, for one week. Um, I know you don't want to be flirting too much with that full back position. You do want your Teddy and your Turbo, but that Titans matchup, um, given what he produced last week with that 120 in his rolling average, um, it's certainly something that I'm looking at for maybe a one-week pot option. Yeah, I seem to just keep forgetting that it's the year of short-term trades, so not a not a bad option there. It'll be an Arvo game as well, so Suncorp Stadium, we know how that can be conducive to some big scores, so yeah, very interesting pod play. Again, if you're just short of uh, Teddy, huge or pod. Ponga. Mm. The, I mean, the, the only thing is he's a one-week play for sure yes. because um comes up against the Roosters the week after. So um, I'd slow him in for that game against the Titans, hopefully that he can produce back-to-back big scores, um, which what we've seen the Titans uh, produce of this year is, is a big chance. So um, uh, that's that's kind of the highlight for me here with the Dragons to say that if you are an owner of any of these players, hold them for at least one more week. Um I know you've been going on about it um, in a chat and then also in your your podcast as well, just with Lomax. He's he's ready for a big game, ready to, to break out. Got the goal kicking on the weekend that saw him get up to 50, but uh, this could be the week against the Titans. So if he's in, in your squad, you've got to play him this weekend. Yeah, for sure. I've been happy to play him the last few weeks anyway, just with that floor that he's got. So, again, he was just not involved at all. Um, I think all he had so many in this game where he just would run through on the kick and knock it on. So you lost two points right there. I think that happened like two or three times. That was really all he could do close to the line. They just didn't like going down his edge. But, yeah, he comes up against the Titans this week. He's cleared his break even relatively well this week as well with that 50. So, yeah, Lomax, last chance saloon for him. Interesting. Do you go the captaincy? Is that too much? Well, I reckon if I had Dufty, they would just be throwing that on him, um, mm. considering that I'm probably going to be – I'm definitely not going to be creeping up in the rankings this week, given that I didn't captain Teddy. So um, when you're in the bleachers, mate, you just got to do what you got to do, I think, to, to try and get up there. Fair cool. Got him in drafts. So I might stick that captaincy on him for a laugh. Uh, the other one for the Dragons, Terrell Fuimono. Got another reprieve like Musgrove into that starting spot and did absolutely nothing. 26 points. Mm. That was a – yeah, that's – Overs. How many minutes did he play? 60, 70. He was out there for a long time. Just did not get the ball. Doesn't want to run it. Uh, barely gets involved in tackling. This is what he does. Everyone was talking him up as this workhorse this week. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Uh, when it came down to a guy like him or Katoa or JTB, people were leaning towards Fui just by virtue of him starting. He's had one good game this year. So, yeah, that's Fui that we know and love. So, he got 58 minutes so I took him off late in the, late in the game. I don't think he made yeah. it back. So, yeah, ordinary. The the only other player for the Dragons that I'd mention here is Clune. So he was one that some might have been potentially um, looking as a trading option uh, for round six, given that he was he's going to be on the bubble. He's a, he's a 170K price player available at halfback. So people carrying uh, the likes of a Luai or a, or a Walters still, um, potential option, but he was really disappointing with just 16 points. So mm. um, was 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 very much overshadowed by the likes of Hunt and, and even uh, Corey Norman in attack So uh, and Dufty, of course. So with those three guys, it's going to be hard to see him being anything more than a, an auto-emergency nightmare um, going forward. Um, moving on to the Sharks, mate. Yeah, boy, SJ. So he saved a couple of weeks here, I think. He was looking, well, didn't look like he'd even make the side after 
couple of poor performances to start this year off, but uh, did okay against the Cowboys last week and then kicked on here. Could have had a try. Uh, I think they called it back for an obstruction in the first half there. That's That, that was huge, that especially if you got Kennedy, who was the player that set him up. Uh, so that was the difference in the end between a ton and, and a 75, which is still handy. Uh, one try assist in the second half there for SJ, a few goals. Um, running game still not strong, so we had one run or two runs all game, both under eight metres. So that's just not SJ of old, but effective enough when he's close to the line. Uh, they looked good shifting down that edge to another of your boys, Katoa. Uh, that looks like the play that they're going to run with from now on, shifting Katoa away from Dugan. It's great news for mm. you guys. Uh, looks like well. Mm. Yeah, sorry. I was just going to say that it's really important because they're on the right edge. Um, so that right edge, and did tweet that a bit this this week across two games, but you've got SJ Katoa uh, and you've also uh, got your old boy um, Ramian there. And um, the one that I'm really keen on, which is um, Britt Nakora, who I think is ready to explode uh, yeah, that, that's, so, a, yeah. that's a really strange one for me, Matt. I, I can't get it. Forty-two, thirty-six, fifty-seven, and then a, a forty odd here. Like, what's the what's the reasoning there? I know he gets eighty and he's due, but really, I think the well, the sharks in general, um, you can just blame it on that. And SJ has been super poor playing outside. SJ hasn't helped um, at all. He was so close on the weekend to. Um, just a couple of breaks. It was super, super close. So the 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 thing to, to watch with these guys is that they've got um, the Bulldogs, who we just saw the Roosters completely tail up, and the edge that they ran down. So Brett Morris, Tedesco, Crichton destroyed um, went destroyed their left edge, uh, and then you're going to have um, those guys running that this weekend so uh, as I only own um, Katoa but I definitely want some shares in SJ and Nikora uh, for this week uh, if I can um, but with two trades it's going to be quite difficult to try and fit all these guys in so uh, could be a, a definite pod play uh, particularly um, for those that have stags um, and have say a yo in the, the second row you can use that dual position or if you're still holding on to a Hopawate, um it's not an a difficult trade up to to a Nakora. Nakora is going to drop more in cash this week, so um, certainly a player to watch. I think going forward. No, fair call. Cool. I mean, I wouldn't mind a guy like Wade Graham as well. He's four hundred and seventy six k, so cheaper than Nakora, I believe. Um, only plays on the other edge, but it all depends on the opposition. So it hasn't really kicked on this year, but yeah, I like Wade Graham. Uh, who else we got? No one really. Toby Rudolph started the game again at lock, 46 points, handy enough from him. Andrew Fafita returned, um, did his usual crabbing and all that sort of stuff and only got 42. So I thought some of those runs would be worth a bit more where he just runs at the line, pushes away from one and sends an offload. But, yeah, just the 42, so still warming his way back but does not look like an option this year based off of that. Will Kennedy got downgraded big time. I think he was 60-odd after the game, 48 points in the end. So handy enough. As a, he got the starting spot this week with Matt Moylan being rested as a precaution on that hammy. Uh, so good cash made by Will Kennedy. I'm happy with that. Interesting one there. Rudolph um, started lock as well uh, but could only produce the 46 points. So do you have the minutes in front of you? Do you know, did he play reduced minutes? Um, at lock or was it around about the same? I think he's getting around, what, 40 to 50 uh, per game at the moment. Yeah, what did he get here? 39, so it wasn't a huge um, output a big for job. him. Yeah, so Jack Williams played more minutes off the bench for him at 42. Connor Tracy spelled um, Your Blake boy, Bailey. Connor Tracy. 
the, yeah, the best prop of the Sharks. It's Tarfak, best prop, yeah, great minutes. Never lived that one down from earlier this year. But, yeah, Connor Tracy spelled Blake Braley. So 30 minutes mm. for uh, boy Connor and just 50 for Blake. So the Blake Braley's to, um, dead now. Yeah, he's gone. Blake to Grant was just the easiest call you've made all year, surely. I think, um, well, it depends which angle you're coming from, but I thought that uh, it's quite sad seeing Fafida out there in the weekend. He's... Uh, a, the haircut's horrendous, but then B, um, just the way that he, he lopes into those tackles now on one leg. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him retire mid-season. Yeah, it just doesn't look like... I don't know why they're rushing him back. They've got a good for, young forward pack there. He doesn't need to be uh, rushed back if that is I, the case. Do they, though, mate? If you look at that bench that they, they had there in the weekend, you've got Connor Tracy, Sorensen... Um, who else came off the bench there? ULA, yeah. he, he's, he looked really good. So I'd probably be shifting ULA into the starting position. Um, he'd be the guy that I'd be um, looking to to move on. But, yeah, they look like in a world of pain at the moment and currently appear to be turning their sights to a um, an ex-rugby union coach to try and help them out a little bit. Um, <laughs> John Morris be, needs a memo. As a, as a rugby league uh, man of heart completely, that'd just crush you, wouldn't it? That's just bizarre. Like, um, yeah, very late. I don't know how old Eddie Jones is. What sixties? No, he's no, he's not, mate. He's not that old. Oh, geez, he'd, be, he'd be, the, he'd be, he'd be, he'd be on par easily with um, majority of the the uh, uh, the the lead coaches out there. Uh, he's definitely way under. Um, Excuse age me, of, uh, uh, Eddie Jones, sixty years exactly. Thank you very much. Thanks, Google. Thirtieth of January, nineteen sixty. So, What's the, what's the average age of a rugby league coach? Uh, 78.5. Wayne Bennett tends to skew that average. Uh, should we go to the last game of the round? <laughs> the the one everyone's been talking about, I'm sure. But uh, on top of this list, James Tedesco. Give, give you credit there, JT. That was very well done. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, James Tedesco, I think every stat in the book is ticked. So 12 tackle busts. This is all pre-updates. Two line breaks. Uh, what is that? Five line break assists. Uh, three tries, two, two try assists. Uh, He'll crack 200 easily. 32 hit-up points. Oh, two errors. What are you doing, Teddy? What's going on here, mate? Got to make that record. So 194 points pre-updates. Uh, you'd think he'd crack the 200 with a couple of offloads, three, in fact, to update, but we will see what happens there. So if you missed out, that's tough luck. Uh, I'm sure the likes of Turbo and Ponga will get up there this year. Brett Morris, another Ton from him, 121. Jeez, I think someone's tra- surprised by that, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's always a couple of line breaks. Yeah, two percent owned. I think someone brought him in this week for Latrell that I saw. So clearly wanting the price rise. Good on Bmos there. Angus Crichton was well, he was on like 80 after 10 minutes. Wilfred was absolutely cheering, even though he doesn't own Teddy. Um, and so is our boy, Mark Gill. Uh, had him for three tries and poor old Angus spilled the ball over the line with about 10 to go. Uh, what, what was it, about 800 bucks worth? Yeah. Uh, Although the uh, the uh, nervous watch there is Orbison came into the 17 tonight. So um, we'll see uh, what happens. But I think um, we saw um, Orbison come on for um, for Lou, I think, uh, in the second half. So, um, yeah, and Crichton's been playing too good. He just He'll continue to get the 80 minutes, you'd think. Yeah, as much as they love Orbo at the Roosters, I think you got to look at the way that Crichton's combining there at the moment and the form he's in, he just can't be moved. So, yeah, interesting play. I think he's again how about, another... Um, mm. yeah, I was going to say, how about Joey Manu, hey? He just um, can't crack that big score, even if he's in a, 
a side that's just won um, by uh, 36 points or 30. Well, that was in, what was the final score there? 36. Good work. Okay. Yeah, 48 points for Joey. He's just one of those guys. Can't turn his good NRL game into super coach points, but that's always the story. Uh, Kyle Flanagan, 75. Handy enough from him. Uh, those goals, 28 points worth coming for Kyle. Well done if you own him. Who else? Tupo, Daniel Tupo, 49. So, yeah, it's BMOS getting all the attacking stats, not Tupo. So, Tupo's about just, 560K. Hmm. Well, we're just going down that right edge. So, Tupo and, and, um, and Josh are on the other side. So, um, that, um, they obviously targeted that left edge of the, the Bulldogs and absolutely belted them. Um, should we move on to the Bulldogs there, Matt? Because there's the, uh, I don't know, there, there's actually a couple of pretty disappointing scores in there from a Roosters perspective. Um, you know, Victor Adley, 41, Cordner, 33, um, Takio, uh, 29, uh, and Kiri. Very disappointing if you're in. You would have targeted this game, 18 points. It was obviously the uh, Tedesco um, show, and he controlled absolutely everything along with Flanagan, so Kiri just couldn't get involved. So moving along to the Bulldogs, I'll give you a bit of a shout-out here because um, – you spoke about him last week in Hopawati as being someone that you're going to look to target, and he looked really good tonight. He's probably was clearly the Bulldogs' best player, I thought, along with um, Avarillo. But um, maybe speaking about Hopawati uh, there for you, are you still looking to bring him in? Yeah, he's an interesting one. I mean, he came up. We knew that he wouldn't kick on like he did last week against the Roosters this week, but yeah, he still looked heavily involved and dangerous at the same time. So that was very good signs for me. Forty-eight points in the end, might. Uptick a little bit there, but I really liked that game from him. Uh, so he's going to miss the break even this week of 61, which is good if you're looking at him down the track. Uh, but yeah, just back at fullback, it opens up so many more options for him. And I really like his game at the back there. So if the Bulldogs can come up against some easier opposition, uh, which they have to, then yeah, Hopawati's high on the trade in target list. Probably not this week, but uh, we'll see when his price eventually goes back up. Might be time to jump on. So no, I quite liked his game tonight. Uh, Avarillo, 52 points. You're happy with that as a guy that jumped on at the start of the year? Yeah, I am. And um, I think just from watching his earlier games, he kind of um, was another one a bit like a Dufty, kind of thinking, how is this guy not in the starting mm. um, side for the Bulldogs? I think he scored a try um, in his second or third game coming off the bench and then um, set up another one, I think, early on. So just having a look. So he had um, seven tackle breaks um, uh, and two line breaks. So, um, yeah, there's a lot to like there from Bulldogs' effective. So you think that he will hold his position. And I look at his break, he had a break even of 15. So that's that. That's going to hit into the negatives now, and he's going to be should be a pretty good um, cash cow, I think. And something which I really so if he didn't get on, I'd be thinking about adding him this week, and then getting on, uh, getting on the the Hamilton. cheetah from uh, mm. the the Cowboys the week after. The best thing with Avarillo and what I'm loving, and I'm probably going to keep him for the rest of the year, is just that flexibility between halfback and centre wing. Um, that's that's proving pretty handy. Um, made that trade of. Walters um, out last week and was able to um, to use Avrilo to my advantage, and then I'll probably end up using Avrilo this week um, by trading Stags to um, you know maybe an SJ or, or something like that. So uh, it's pretty handy. Oh, interesting play. I got the Cleary Moses combo there, so a little tough to 
shift him at halfback. But, yeah, center wing might be the go. Uh, and the other one that I wanted to talk about for the Bulldogs is Nick Meany. So I pointed out that someone traded out Luke or Kurt Capel, I should say, at the start of this round uh, for no apparent reason, but decided that enough was enough. Uh, he must have known something we didn't and traded him all the way down to Nick Meany from the Dogs, who... Uh, just pipped Capewell's, I think, three points. Uh, he doubled it, in fact, with, with a nice six. So if you made that trade, you kind of dodged one bullet and just got completely gutted by another one. So 4D chess stuff going on there. Well done, whoever d- that was. At least Meany will play next week, I guess. But anything else? Bulldogs, Roosters, game of the round? No, I, I would just say that next week um, there's, if you're going to own players from any size. I think you're shaping up the Sharks and the Dragons up against the Bulldogs and the Titans after what we saw um, this round. Fair call. And I think we've gone well over. normally like to get these ones out, but this week was just insane. Fair bit happening all across the board. So the JT Monday night uh, double up pod is uh, gone well overs. And I think that's just par for the course when you and I get together. Well, I was expecting me in bed by now, but um, got the late call up because I'm sure that you knew how much pain that I was in. But JT, it was uh, it was good, mate, and thanks for having me on board. Uh, pleasure, mate. I'm hoping we'll catch you during the week. Any of teams and uh, trades should be a big one. Shoot him up. Should be huge. All right, give us a yeehaw. Shoot him up. Yeehaw. There you go. It's easy. Shoot him deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.